Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Cyclone Alert Cyclone Scoop podcast. Michael Swain here, the Iowa State beat writer for 24-7 Sports. Coming to you about an hour and a half after Iowa State's big 62-50 win over Oregon State at home. Currently situated up in the bleachers. You might hear Hilton Coliseum, some of the ambient noises. They're currently transitioning the arena from basketball to wrestling. But just want to do a quick reaction podcast for you all after what feels like a notable win in the start of the T.J. Otzelberger era of Iowa State basketball. Um, We'll get you a football podcast later this week ahead of the Oklahoma game, but we'll specifically focus on basketball here in the first two games of the season because I think you're starting to see some themes emerge with this team, even though we are only you know, what is it, 80 minutes of basketball into the season out of what's going to be a long year. Now, I think let's start off with some of the the big things that have stood out so far through two games. I think the number one thing is Iowa State's intensity on the defensive end of the floor. That's something that you can look back to, I think, throughout maybe the, the latter years of the Steve Prohm era where defense was not something that Iowa State was known for. That certainly seems to be flipped on its head this season where now you've got Iowa State pressuring the ball, forcing teams into turnovers and getting out in transition and creating baskets that way. And I think that you look at what Iowa State has on the wing and at the point guard position in terms of Tyrese Hunter, Isaiah Brockington, Gabe Kalsher. Those are three guys that are, in terms of you look at the broader scope of the Big 12, you know, three of the higher end defensive players in the conference. And you've got three of them really kind of manning the front of this defense. And they're not playing zone, they're playing man to man. But what you're seeing happen now is those three guys are making tough sh- guys take tough shots on the perimeter. I don't think Oregon State had very many open shots tonight. Kennesaw State sure didn't have very many open shots in the foul fest on Tuesday night earlier this week. And so what you're seeing now is a defense that, okay, maybe it's not turning the ball over a ton, only 14 turnovers forced on Friday night. But what they're doing is they're forcing teams to take tough shots. And if you're looking long term with the team, okay, you know, you want to get more turnovers and get out in transition, but forcing tough shots is almost as good as a turnover because you're getting the ball back. More often than not, you'll be able to get maybe push the ball in transition if it's a long three, long rebound. And what you saw against Oregon State was Iowa State forcing that Oregon State team to shoot a total of 33.9% from the field and 13% from three. They only made three three three-pointers throughout the entire game. That's big time. And I think for Iowa State... 
if you're looking for a recipe for success over the course of the season and then maybe even going forward a little bit too it is going to be forcing these teams to have really inefficient nights shooting the basketball because Iowa State offensively is not going to shoot the lights out every night they just don't have the guys that are quality three-point shooters to do that night in and night out but I think what you've seen so far is that ball pressure has made a huge impact for Iowa State on the defensive side of the floor. And I think in addition, you got to give a lot of credit to Iowa State for its work on the defensive glass. Iowa State last year was awful defensive rebounding wise. They were awful. And so far this year, they've been really good. And I think what you've seen so far is a blend of a few things. You've seen the big men either block out the other big men and when that happens, you see the guards come and crash the boards. Gabe Kausher, Tyrese Hunter, Isaiah Brockington. You know, you look at, at Friday night, Isaiah Brockington has 12 rebounds, 11 on the defensive end of the floor. Tyrese Hunter had a bunch of rebounds in the season opener. And so what you're seeing is maybe these the big guys aren't going to finish with double-digit rebounds, right? George Conniff's not going to go up there and get 8-9 rebounds. But what he's doing is taking care of his man. And while the other team is not crashing the boards on the offensive side, Iowa State's guards are then coming towards the defensive end and really kind of wrapping up these possessions and then getting the ball up the floor. And I think that's one of the big things that has stood out to me as well when Iowa State has gotten the ball. These guys are immediately snapping their heads up and looking to move the ball and progress it forward and get offense moving and try and get easy buckets that way. Where I felt like last time, last year at times, it seemed like Iowa State would get a rebound and then pound the ball up the floor, walk the ball up the floor. Then all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, you know, 22 seconds, 20 seconds left on the shot clock. And then you're initiating offense Or this year, it feels like Tyrese Hunter is getting the ball, snaps his head up, looking for other guys. Isaiah Brockington gets the ball, looking to push it, get to the rim in transition. And for a team that is not going to consistently score 70 plus points this year, just because they're not going to shoot the three ball well enough. They don't necessarily have the consistent scores coming off the bench to help them get to that point. What they need to do is look for easy buckets in transition. And what you've seen so far is guys like Isaiah Brockington, Tyrese Hunter, even some of those big guys in a rim running role. They're trying to get these easy buckets in transition to where you don't have to really scratch and claw your way to get to 65, 70 points in a game. So you're able to get some of these fast break points. And you look at you know, the game Friday night. Well, Iowa State had 17 fast break points. 17 of the 60 came in fast break. You flip that, look at Oregon State. Oregon State had a one fast break point all game. So I think that transition offense for Iowa State is a way that they're going to be able to create some easy points when you look at their offense. And, you know, it's been sloppy at times, and that's totally understandable. You've got a brand-new roster. The starting five in the season opener, not a single player was on the roster last year. George Condit starts on Friday night against Oregon State. But you look at Tristan Anaruna, Isaiah Brockington, Tyrese Hunter, Gabe Kausher, all new players. These are all guys that are playing with each other for the first time in consistent minutes against other opponents. So I think you can cut them some slack, I think, early in the season in terms of that turnover number where you look at, you know, Friday night, 19 turnovers. That's not where Iowa State wants to be. Um, TJ Osberger has talked about it in our post-game media availabilities. He's talked about wanting to cut down on the turnovers, but I do think it is fair to cut these guys some slack early in the season with those turnovers because they don't know each other. They don't, like, Tyrese Hunter has been with Gabe Kausher since the summer. Like, these guys have not been playing basketball together for a long time. Now, long-term, if turnovers continue to pop up, then that can be an issue then. But at the moment, it's hard to really read into that too much just because these are it's basically a brand-new team playing together. So I think offensively, though, 
you can kind of see the system that Iowa State wants to run. It's not what you saw um, last season or even seasons before where it's a lot of high single pick and roll, space the floor, and let one, two guys be a part of the action. You're seeing a lot of ball movement, and a lot of ball movement and man movement. Yeah, there's some screens with Tyrese Hunter and running out of the pick and roll, but a lot of this stuff is off-the-ball movement from Caleb Grill, off-the-ball movement from Gabe Kausher, off-the-ball movement from Isaiah Brockington. These guys are just consistently moving. It looks tireless at times with how much they're moving off the ball, which is going to get them some driving lanes it's going to get them some open shots on occasion and now it's kind of a question of do you have the guys that can knock down those shots and those opportunities right now it seems like you know Gabe Kausher has led the team in scoring back-to-back games he hasn't necessarily shot the ball at a super efficient rate but he's being able to get kind of those point totals in the season opener he did it by getting to the free throw line tonight he did it by kind of just a, a hodgepodge of you know he made two threes made four baskets inside the arc but I think in general you're going to look for Kausher to, to shoot the ball better going forward. But Isaiah Brockington has been a force inside. I think Tyrese Hunter has been really impressive through two games. Even if, you know, you look tonight, five turnovers, seven assists, I, I, those turnovers are going to happen. He's a true freshman point guard playing his first college basketball, again, with the brand-new team. So I think some of those turnovers are going to happen. But are those positive moments there? And they certainly are. You can see it with him creating in the half court. You can see him creating in transition. And even with what he's shown you on the defensive end, I think he's been super impressive. I think some of the decision-making in terms of his shot selection wasn't great on Friday night. You know, goes one of six from three. I think a few of those three-pointers were probably forced as a result of him, you know, shooting the ball pretty well from three in the season opener. But I think in general, real positive signs from Tyrese Hunter through his first week of basketball with the Iowa State. Now, I think coming off the bench, I think two guys do deserve a lot of credit here through two games. I think Trey Jackson has played the best basketball of his Iowa State career through these first two, through this first week, first two games. Um, he's kind of been the backup point guard at times when Tyrese has sat. I think he's been really good. You look tonight, five rebounds in his 10 minutes on the floor, five points, goes two of three shooting from the field. It really feels like he has played within a specific role as a backup point guard. Not going to play a ton of minutes, but hey, come in make good decisions, rebound the ball, don't force anything. And it feels like he's done that to perfection. Caleb Grill, in a similar sense, he's coming off the bench kind of as Iowa State's sixth man. He's bringing a ton of intensity on the defensive end of the floor. Tonight, he knocked down shots, which was big, made three threes, went three of six from behind the arc, had the real big three in the corner there late in the game that really helped kind of seal the win for Iowa State. So I think those two guys really do deserve a lot of credit. And I think long-term, in terms of the vision that you're seeing with Iowa State, is, and it ties into National Signing Day being this week, too. And I think it's fitting that, you know, the week that Iowa State signs, you know, three guys that are going to be a part of the future here, that you see what Iowa State wants to do. You can look at Taman Lipsy, um, the Ames native point guard, three-star point guard, number two ranked guy in the state of Iowa. Um, he's someone that is more of like your traditional point guard, but you can see how he would fit into an offense like this, where he's going to be asked to make decisions, keep the ball moving, run in transition, try and get easy points that way. And shooting will be kind of a question for him. And as with all these guys will be, um, but you can see how he fits into this equation as maybe one of the more primary ball handling type of guys. You can see how someone like Eli King can fit into that Gabe Kausher role where off the ball, moving, shooting, bringing some good defense to the floor as well. He's a plus athlete. Um, for everything I've heard is it sounds like he's come off the meniscus injury pretty well in terms of the athletic capabilities. So you got him as another guard that can, you know, have the ball in his hands, but also can create, you know, in terms of coming off of the screens as a shooter. So 
I think he certainly fits in the offense as well. And then Demarion Watson, obviously, as more of a, a wing, you know, uh, he's someone that underwent a growth spurt. Iowa State listed him as six foot seven on their when he signed on their release that they put out there. He has told me that he got up to near six foot eight, so you can even say borderline six foot eight type of guy. So he's someone that can fit in that four spot that Tristan Anaruna and Aljaz Kuntz have played at times this season. So I think you're starting to see kind of the vision come together for Iowa State, even though we're really early days here in terms of the TJ Altsberger tenure. You can see the direction that the program is going, the vision that the staff has for them, and now I think long term you look at this team the next step and the next piece that needs to be added to this is a big man right George Condit has come out and played at a really high level to start the season but you need more I think Robert Jones has been serviceable in his minutes so far but if you can add a a high level big man to this mix I think you're looking at a a good roster construction and a a team that will be able to play even at a higher level than it is right now once they're able to add another big man to the pieces they have and of course you're going to lose guys after the season. There's always going to be attrition, but you can see the vision and the pieces that need to be added to this team for it to really kind of hit that ceiling and that full potential. So those are some of the thoughts I have, I think, starting off the season. I've been really impressed. Um, oh, I forgot. One more thing that I think has been really fascinating offensively for Iowa State, shot selection. You look at last year and Iowa State's shot selection, they relied on the mid-range jumper a lot, didn't get to the rim a ton, and the efficiency of those shots is important because Iowa State right now through two games has really emphasized shooting, getting shots at the rim and getting shots behind the three-point arc. And in the NBA, it gets a lot of slack for kind of what you see nowadays with what the Houston Rockets did, um, where they basically only shot in the paint and only shot three-pointers. And it seems like Iowa State is trying to follow in that trend of being an efficient shooting team because the mid-range shot is not an efficient look. And so Iowa State is really emphasizing three-point shooting and shots at the rim. And they have the guys to do it. Isaiah Brockington is great at the rim. Tyrese Hunter, great at the rim. I think that Caleb Grill and Gabe Kalsher have surprised me with their ability to score at the rim so far this season. Um, So I think that's been really fascinating. I don't have the full season splits, but I do know that on Friday night, 36.8% of Iowa State's shots were at the rim. Only 17.5% were in mid-range, and then 45% of the shots were from behind the arc. Iowa State will not be a a fantastic three-point shooting team this season, but they are going to need to shoot the three ball in order to kind of – play the odds because every once in a while you're gonna have a game where you go crazy from three and maybe that's a game where Iowa State sticks in it with a Texas team or a Kansas team or a Baylor so I think overall you can see the the way that Iowa State's going to try and score the ball offensively and I think it really does fit with to some degree with what the roster construction looks like right now but that's it those are all the thoughts I have after um, a good win for Iowa State, a marquee win, I dare say, for T.J. Otzelberger in his first year as head coach. Um, as always, if you like listening to the Cyclone Alert podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you're not already following myself on Twitter, you can follow me at mswain247. You can also follow our Iowa State-specific Twitter account at CycloneAlert247. And with that said, we'll talk to you later this week to preview the Oklahoma football game. But have a great weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.